0: The Revelry Room is Chattanooga's newest 500 capacity venue and also Track 29's Kid Sister venue located on Station Street on the south side of Chattanooga. Hosting national, regional, and local talent in a more intimate setting. Check out the Revelry Room calendar at www.revelryroom.co and join our street team, the dispatchers, to be even more a part of bringing music to Chattanooga. I have actually been on the street team for a couple of years now. I get to go to cool events and get show tickets for free. It's also a great way to meet other people who love music. If you would like more information, feel free to ask. You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heatherly Holt. Open Mic Spotlight is a weekly podcast featuring intimate conversations and performances with musicians and artists from Chattanooga and the surrounding areas. Take a closer look at all the wonderful talent and culture the Chattanooga music scene has to offer. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. I am your host Heatherly Holt, and today we have Cody James Harris with us.
1: Yeah, Hi. Yeah. Hey. How's it going?
0: Good. How are you?
1: Pretty good. Good to be here.
0: Yeah, Cody is from Chattanooga, but he moved to Nashville not very long ago, and he's in town for the week. So I made sure to get him up here to record the podcast with us. Finally, yes. Yeah, I've (laughs) been trying to get him on this podcast for a while now. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I am from Chattanooga originally. I started playing music around 10 years old and I just turned 30 yesterday. So uh, that makes 20 years of playing music, which makes me feel a little old. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, it's starting to really hit me that I'm a little old or at least getting there. I think I've changed styles a few times, kind of settled into a soulful Americana style in my 20s and have kind of stuck with that for a while. And so I've been doing that, just playing around and writing and doing that right now.
0: Let's hear some of this style that you speak of.
1: All right. I'll play this song, this is going to be on a uh, upcoming acoustic EP that is going to be used to pave the way for hopefully a full-length album next year so we're going to work towards that but the song is going to be on the acoustic EP, it's called Wasted On You
2: Why don't you hold up to your keeps you where you are Why don't you own up to your mistakes The ruined art you left In your way Stood by and watched as you made The pain keeps you up all night Anytime you want stop you
0: Where do you think you drew inspiration from the, for that song from?
1: I wrote that song about three and a half years ago, and I wrote it uh, with my friend Cody Ray, who's also a fantastic songwriter. And it was kind of loosely inspired on someone that I would actually end up marrying and then divorcing. So I <laughs> uh, should have taken my own advice, I guess, taking it back then, but yeah, so here I am. But that's kind of what it's about, and it's... Uh, just kind of one of those, like, I hate this phrase, but that, like, get get off a uh, squatter, get off the pot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of what it's about and not wanting to waste your time on people that are wasting their time on you.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. You started playing music when you were 10? I did. How did that come about?
1: Well, I mean, I was always into music. I remember very vividly five years old singing along to... Intros to cartoons my favorite shows and then getting into music really hard. I remember my dad in a uh, an effort to try to redeem my musical tastes and Rescue me from the country world. He started showing me classic rock and stuff like that and got me into things It's like listen to this Cody. It's Leonard Skinner It's kind of close to country, but it's not so I started listening to that and got into rock and other styles of music and eventually was very into, like, 90s pop rock stuff and everything, so I can play 90s music for, for days. And mm-hmm. um, I, I just really loved doing that. I wanted to be a songwriter, and so I uh, just picked up guitar. I remember I was I was uh, going to a church at the time, and the, uh, the music guy, the worship leader there, started teaching free lessons, and I was the worst one in the class and he told my parents that I probably would never play music. I should figure something else out <laughs> and do Whoa. something else. He just really didn't think I was gonna do well. And then I ended up being the only person I think in the room that ended up playing music. So I'm sure this lesson- You showed him. Hard. Yeah, right? Sticking it to the man.
0: Yeah, man, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, that's a long time to be playing music and you can tell when you're playing and you're songwriting that you've Thanks. been doing it. Yeah, I,
1: I really, really that. wanted to. I was very, I persevered, <laughs> had a lot of drive. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, without further ado, let's hear another song. Yours or a cover, whichever you prefer. I'm
1: going to do this song. It's one of mine. This one's going to be Tentatively. we will be on the full-length album. This song is a song I wrote about people struggle with things. There's always this part of everyone's life that they don't share with the world, and only they know. And whether it's addictions or whether it's something that that they just hold very, very close to the chest. And sometimes that thing can be dark and not so great to have around. And
0: Skeletons in the closet.
1: Skeletons in the closet. Or in this case, maybe a monster under the bed. So mm-hmm. this song is called Monster. There's
2: a monster under my skin Digging its way to my spine Piercing a hole in my side It's all that I can do To keep him in pain He's setting foot on my shores I am no match for Swords It's always around high noon when the ache behind my eyes consumes my every thought to the corners of my mind just let go. They say that I'm Wherever I lay my head He's always in the dark My soul, is circling For the monster never sleeps Just let go Why all the fuck asking stop pretending they say that
0: song that everyone can relate to in some way shape or form
1: hopefully that's the idea Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) so along with beautiful songwriting and a powerful piercing amazing voice you have a blog
1: I do yes
0: want to talk about that for a minute
1: sure yeah so I guess I realized a couple years ago that my passion kind of extended beyond just writing for music and for songs but also that I loved writing in general and so I started doing that starting at the beginning of last year I decided that I wanted to write um, more uh, purposefully and I wanted to use the blog as something that could help me grow in my writing as well as um, just learning to communicate certain things and kind of feeling it out I guess kind of casting a wide net seeing what I wanted to write about and over the last year went from 200 people that were reading my blog on, on average a week to twenty five hundred to ten thousand read my blog um, every week, which is still in the grand scheme of things not that big, but it's definitely a huge jump. Yeah. Um, that first two hundred is probably like people in China or something, you know. I got to be a little more uh, direct with it, and I decided to be more disciplined, and so I wanted to have a blog post every two weeks. I am currently I have posts scheduled till February, so I am well ahead and good. So I will have completed that this year, which is really great, and I'm really excited about it. And then I think this next year I'll probably do something a little different, probably change the format be a little more yeah. journalistic about it. I feel like it. it was
0: kind of a way of you like working through things too.
1: Sure, yeah. You know, definitely the 2016 is the hardest year ever. I think I was I was watching the last episode of John Oliver's TV show of this season, and it so well represented how I felt about this year also, and so this whole, like, screw 2016 mentality. But, you know, for me personally, and and just in the grand scheme of things, it was a rough year, and so when I set out to write that blog for the year, I didn't think that it was going to be that helpful, and it also tells such an interesting story throughout the overarching kind of storyline of the And and
0: a lot of it is about opening up and being honest with yourself and with everyone else.
1: Right. I've always had a challenge of being as authentic as I can or being authentic at all, really, with people. Um, That's always been kind of a challenge for me. And so I wanted to be... Kind of set out on that path to be authentic, and so why not start with a bunch of strangers? Because in this day and age, that's super easy. But then a lot of people I know read the blog, too. So that (laughs) starting a lot of conversations and uh, with family and friends, and like, oh, so that's what you're going through. I didn't know that. and kind of forced me to be a little more honest. It was Mm
0: -hmm. good. Where can people find your blog?
1: You can actually find it at CodyJamesHarris.com, where you can find everything else. And that's where
0: your music is, too?
1: Right. Music, Mm -hmm. all... Social media, all of that can be found at that site. But um,
0: CodyJamesHarris.com.
1: Yes. Or just CodyJamesHarris.wordpress.com. Dot dot you can go straight to the blog that way.
0: Awesome. Why don't you play a cover for us?
1: All right. Let's see. I want to do, we'll do that, not upbeat one. That'll be fun. This will be a little loud. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she's nothing but trouble Cold to the touch, but she's warm as a devil Gave her my heart, but she won't heal my soul She takes till a break and I can't get more You got me in Chains for your love But I wouldn't change No, I wouldn't change this love You got me in chains You got me in chains for your love But I wouldn't change No, I wouldn't change this love Trying to break the chains But the chains only break me as he knocks on my door Wasted again but I can't say no me
0: It's a fun one.
1: Yeah, it's a fun one. Nobody ever expects it, you yeah. know, and that's, that's to me, the best cover is if you can pull off No One Expecting It and It's Actually Done Well. Mm-hmm. You don't. if you miss one of those, it can be kind of catastrophic.
0: You have a few of those, though.
1: A few, yeah. I've been trying to work on more this whole next year. I'm going to... Probably retire a lot of these these covers and
0: try no, a whole new set it. of them.
1: It's a hard one. To, it's hard to find a cover that takes the place of something that's that strong, you know, of a cover that sounds so different from the original and still kind of my own style. And it's kind of what I try to challenge myself to do. I'm looking at a song, how can I make this something that sounds like something I would write? Yeah. And that's sometimes really hard when you're trying to look at top forty stuff and things that oh, people yeah. would know, but.
0: You do an excellent job with it. If that's your goal, I think you meet it. it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm <laughs> glad. I hope everybody agrees with you.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about open mics for a little bit. Sure. When was your first one?
1: My first open mic. My parents used to take me to bars and clubs way back in the day.
0: For what me. are we talking?
1: Uh, when the Bay existed. <laughs> I played there. There was another one, the Attic. Uh-huh. I was here too. Yeah. I played there. Mike
0: um, used to run that one.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Dalton Depot played there back in the day, too. Um, parents would take me to all these bars. I was like 12, 13 just years old. Just for you to play? Yeah, just to play. They would push me because I was a shy, introverted kid that did not want to get in front of people at all, and but kind of did, obviously. Those
0: are some pretty epic parents.
1: Yes. Yeah, they're very supportive um, still to this day, very, very supportive parents. So very thankful for that. And they've always been there for me for that So and and everything.
0: So you, I mean, you started playing when you were 10 and you were playing four people when you were 12. That's Yeah,
1: 12 and 13. Pretty lucky. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was a lot of work. I can't say that I was good, you know, for, you know, many, many, many years probably. I think that it was a struggle to find what my sound was going to be, obviously. Mm-hmm. You start playing that young. It's like child actors, you know? You don't well, really find yourself for a yeah. long time. Yeah, you,
0: you don't even know yourself. How can you know what right. you want to... So, yeah.
1: And so I just started writing a bunch. I think as soon as I learned four chords, I just started writing songs and trying...
0: What do you think your style was back then?
1: I, I probably desperately wanted to be like Sister Hazel or Vertical Horizon or something like that, like in the early days. <laughs> that mixed with a little bit of like country and... Uh, you know, and I, I feel like it's, you know, some of it kind of stuck around, you know, every once in a while I'll, I'll write something and I'll, or I'll sing it and I'll be like, wait a minute, that sounds, that's way too 90s. -hmm. I need to stop that, you know, Mm but, um, it's funny how things stick with you. you
0: definitely have the Americana style down without it being country. I think that's good. Yeah. I'm glad. (laughs) I think that sometimes the line there is kind of blurred, but yours is far from it.
1: And it's funny because I never really thought of myself as super Americana. That. That term, the soulful Americana, I didn't know what I was and because I played so many different styles and I, I wasn't really sure where where I fit. It wasn't until I started playing other states and I think I was in South Carolina a few years ago and somebody was like, Man, you sound so Tennessee when mm-hmm. you're in your music. You sound so Nashville. I was like, Really? Like it sound like country? And like, no, 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 not like that. And so, you yeah, know, it's it's funny that to hear other people's perspective, like they have this whole idea of what you sound like that you had no idea. So yeah.
0: Do you have any interesting open mic stories that you can share with us?
1: You know, in Chattanooga, I was there playing open mics I think back when Tremont first opened, Tremont mm-hmm. Tavern. And so, you know, which what they're celebrating ten years, so I was this week, twenty.
0: Next weekend, yeah. Yeah, I
1: think Chattanooga open mics are kind of unique to other cities because there's a, a bit a bit of community and camaraderie there, but you also learn really quick that they're like sects and people who know each other and certain groups dominate certain venues and other mm-hmm. you know others have these other venues and like so I my my goal in my early twenties was just trying to get into those groups, you know. And I have a fun a few funny stories. I remember that ever I would play every single Tuesday night at Tremont Tavern and it seemed like I couldn't really get anybody's attention, which is part of the charm. I remember I played a song by Glenn Hansard called Say It to Me Now which I guess nobody ever plays that song. And uh, he's been a huge influence of mine anyway, someone who kind of sings very, very much from the heart and has very raw emotion, raw intensity. And so I I tried to emulate that to try to train myself and on how to sing louder and sing harder and sing more, evoking more emotion within myself and people that listen And So I tried that song out and I remember I started it. Everybody was loud. By the time I got to the end of it, I wasn't really paying attention. I stopped and I hit that last chord and the entire bar was silent, and the everybody, even the bartenders were just looking at me. And I was like, "Was it that bad?" Like, I don't know. And I was kind of freaking out. And then after that, all the musicians came up, and they were like, "What's your name?" Like, and, and so from that point on, I made friends, and so um, it's been great. Um, and that's kind of my that was my real introdu- introduction, probably, to open mics. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just I go back and play sometimes whenever mm-hmm. I can,
0: whenever yeah. I'm in town. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun story. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember it. <laughs> Let's hear another song.
1: Since we talked about Americana, we'll do this one. This one's like my most country Americana song I have. It's also super sad. But it's really, really true. I spoke earlier about divorce. The song is the first song I wrote upon separation. About a year ago, I was sitting on the front porch of my place here in Chattanooga. It was two in the morning. It's kinda of like that chill, cool, you know, and I had really really good whiskey and i was writing a song and i wrote this entire song in like probably 15 minutes and it's just one of those songs and i then i was like oh this song's awful i'm never going to show it to anyone and then i ended up showing it to one of my best friends and he was like that's the best song you've ever written that's my favorite song you have to play it for people and i was just
0: like damn it
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i play it um i actually have a funny story behind this song do you want me to tell that
0: yeah,
1: I, I was playing at a show. I was playing a gig here in in Chattanooga not that long ago, and I tell the story. Right as I get to the end of this, and I'm talking about areas of this song and, and sections of it in the story, and two people start clapping during my story. Of course, those two people were my parents, and it was hilarious because everybody was like super awkward, and of course I'm like, and my parents, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it this good laugh. So it's it kind of funny. So this is a song that's it's what you know you don't fully. Uh, relate to songs sometimes after you write them. So the song is called Home, and uh, I I always like to point out that this open invitation to come back home is no longer open, (laughs) and I do not agree with the tag of this song. Yeah, and
0: I feel like at the end of the song, it kind of...
1: Right, yeah, it kind of tells a story, and it's the progression through kind of where it's going, and of course I wrote the end of it before it actually happened, but it kind of came to fruition, prophetic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so the song's called Home.
2: early mornings waking up to an empty bed really sobers the mind and makes you face it all the ways I went wrong all the things that I You're tearing at me And soon there will be nothing left What if you decide to never return You always told me this life wasn't for you Set fire to this house and watch it burn
0: I think there is no comparison to someone that can open up and be vulnerable through their art for everyone to see.
1: It's really unnerving, but kind of freeing at the same time. It's strange. People come up to me and talk about how much they love that I do that, and every time they do it, I kind of like cringe inside. I'm like,
0: oh, and it you probably were helps them too, you know. It,
1: yeah, you know, and I hope so. You know, I, I have I've had stories of people who you know went through separations or divorces or things like that, where I and mean, people that they knew people that were going through that, and they're just like, man, I just really you know thought hard about that song, or I showed them the song, and that that was really good. Yeah, I'm glad that it that that music can do that for people. You know, that it's good that songs can do that, and especially songs like this, which you know, I was terrified to put out there. It's nice to hear stories come back that these songs would reach people like that on such an intimate level, and music kind of does that anyway, and so that's a good reason to write songs, I guess.
0: (laughs) It is. Tell us a little bit about what you like to do in your free time. Um, Who is Cody James Harris?
1: (laughs) Uh, Aside from writing and playing music, which if I could do that all the time, I'd be okay with that. And especially just like travel the world and write. I'd be good with that. I do love to travel and visit new places when I can afford it. I love being outdoors and going backpacking. I was planning on doing a backpacking trip over this Thanksgiving week, but because we can't make fires in the woods right now because of all of the forest fires. (laughs) Kind of ruined it. So we're not going. So I love doing that, you know, and it's, I, I don't, here I am 30 years old and I'm kind of rediscovering the things that I like. You know, I love reading and I love doing lots of stuff like everybody does. But now the books that I read now are vastly different from, you know, things that I used to find myself trying to fill my free time with things that benefit me or, or help me grow in ways that I wouldn't otherwise. And mm-hmm. so so yeah, I think that I, I spend a lot of time just learning things I don't know. It <laughs> sounds mm-hmm. so geeky, but I'm a nerd. That's that's basically what it comes down to, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. Do you want to play another cover?
1: Sure. Yeah, let's do that. So I I promised you I'd play this one, right?
0: So I guess I'll just go ahead and... Alicia, this one's for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alicia, this one's for you. (laughs) Hope you like it.
0: A lot of people will love that one.
1: Well, I hope so. I love that song.
0: Yeah. So, where do you think you draw most of your inspiration from when it comes to the sound and the way that you play?
1: These days, I've over the last few years, I've I was into some artists as they were kind of just starting to really take off. You know, groups like uh, or guys like Noah Gunderson or David Ramirez and things like that, and kind of got that Americana sound downed down more like especially david ramirez which when i first started listening to the two they used to tour together and I, I loved i was like oh man noah gunderson's like so good i like him a lot and then i've completely switched on that and have leaned way more towards david ramirez because he's one of the only artists i think i can listen to every single song he's ever released and love it equally some of them i like a little more than others gosh
0: that's saying a lot
1: Yeah, you know, and and his lyrics are incredible. Musically, I just really resonate with the way that he puts songs together, his arrangements and the tones and keys that he uses, like hooks, you know, so kind of singing his praises, I guess. Um, But I really do love him. Anytime I I want to show someone music, I'm like, have you heard of David Ramirez before we go any further? So I really like him, and and that's only been in the last probably a couple years. So I've been writing songs a lot longer in that style than I've been listening to them. But, you know, I mean, even old stuff, you know, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, you know, I've always loved a lot of the uh, older songwriters too that are kind of in that same Americana uh, folk rock style, you know. And so I think that it's kind of always been in my blood to play that style, but it's it's been a little more honed in the last just few years where I'm, I've decided that's the style I'm doing for at least this period in my life. Mm-hmm. Of course, lately I've kind of been thinking I want to do like a – I would love to sing on like an EDM song or something, you know, something completely different. Yeah. Do something like Chainsmokers does, you know, just like guests sing on that. But, uh, so if there are any EDM songwriters out there or song arrangers, but yeah, so that kind of stuff. I love, uh, Foy Vance, huge, huge fan of Foy. Um, I actually just saw him in Nashville recently, and coming all the way from Ireland is a huge deal. He doesn't tour very much in the U.S. very often. So the fact that he was, uh, five minutes from my apartment. I was very very excited and it completely sold out and it was a great show So, um, I was really excited to see kind of check that one off mm-hmm. my list of people I've seen live and
0: well before we leave this Awesome practice space where we're at right now. Practica Galactica um, Right off Browns Ferry Road. I so appreciate being allowed to record here And making it happen. Thank you to Jesse Junkerth for making it happen. I want you to do another one of yours And thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and share your music, which is a part of you, and being with us tonight.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad it finally worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This last song I'll play, um, I've really been trying to... Uh, get into circles of co-writing, and um, being a part of the uh, Chattanooga Songwriter Association has helped with that a bit, and getting to know other songwriters. and And uh, a couple of my really good friends, one I know at least one has been on the show, um, Drakeford. Um, he helped me uh, co-write with this. He we co-wrote the song together. And at the end, we were struggling with how we were going to end it and what bridge we were going to do and how it all was going to come together, Anthony Quayles came on in, who's the uh, director of the Songwriter Association, another good friend of mine, and we uh, sat in a room and hammered this out in a few hours and was able to get this song done so I'm glad to have their names on this as well and it's a new favorite of mine that I play so the song's called Waiting.
2: I wish I could say that I packed up my things but I haven't got my ticket out like yesterday and the hope that it conveyed but it turned to ashes in my mouth I feel 20 years older but something that I've held. I tend to hesitate, paralyze and overtaken and while. Faith expires on the shelf.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks. The Revelry Room is Chattanooga's newest 500-capacity venue. And also Track 29's Kid Sister venue, located on Station Street on the south side of Chattanooga. Hosting national, regional, and local talent in a more intimate setting. Check out the Revelry Room calendar at www.revelryroom.co and join our street team, the Dispatchers, to be even more a part of bringing music to Chattanooga. I have actually been on the street team for a couple of years now. I get to go to cool events and get show tickets for free. It's also a great way to meet other people who love music. If you would like more information, feel free to ask.